Eagles Entertainment. Welcome, Eagles everywhere, to the Eagles Insider Podcast, presented by Lincoln Financial Group. I'm Eagles Insider Dave Spadaro. Super Bowl 55 is in the books. And now we look ahead. Super Bowl 56, destination Inglewood, California. Every team now in the same boat, eyeing up next February. So that is where the Eagles are in this kind of quiet period, we think, although there are a lot of rumors out there about you-know-who. We're keeping our eyes on them. Nothing, of course, coming from the Eagles, who only a week and a half ago here hired Nick Sirianni as the head coach, actually two weeks ago, press conference a week and a half ago. We'll talk about that with the voice of the Eagles, Merrill Reese, in just a few moments. A bit later in the show, we're going to take a look back and potentially a look ahead. The NovaCare Complex is 20 years old. And for those of you old enough to remember Veterans Stadium and the dingy training facility there, the practice field that was filled with uneven spots and rocks and just ankle-breaking spots, just ugh, in the parking lot at the vet. I'm there. <laughs> it was it was fun. It, it was memorable. It, it was Philadelphia. But it was time for a new facility. We'll get the lowdown from team president Don Smolensky, who will also kind of look into the future. Fans at Lincoln Financial Field in 2021, we sure hope so. How about fans for training camp 2021? Hey, everybody, get your vaccine, and then we'll do some talking. Okay, the Eagles, if we want to update some news here, still nothing official on the coaching staff as Sirianni continues to add to that group, and the Eagles going back and looking at the 2020 performance, getting ready for the March 17th free agency period, the start of the 2021 NFL business year. So we'll talk to Don in just a bit here. But first up, let's go with Merrill. Merrill and I have been talking a lot lately, and we've been doing it right here on the Eagles Insider Podcast. And Merrill, of course, was there uh, virtually for the Nick Sirianni press conference, which has gotten a lot of attention. And he's also got some thoughts on what the Eagles might do moving forward. Here it is, the voice of the Eagles, Merrill Reese. Merrill, we've gotten a little taste of Nick Sirianni. Uh, I had a chance to interview him. He did the press conference, did a couple of other interviews after that. I think people are talking more about his opening statement than anything else. Merrill, let's begin there. I mean, we've both been through this a lot of times watching press conferences. Um, how ridiculous is it to, that people would say, yes, no, we like him, we don't like him, based on his performance at a press conference? I, I'm, a little, I'm a little taken aback by that. Well, I don't think it's I don't think it's unusual because people do make first impressions and they do stay with those first impressions until proven otherwise. I mean, we haven't had a chance to see Nick Sirianni yet as a head coach. I personally am optimistic. I've heard a lot of good things about him. I've heard the things that Jeffrey Lurie has reported that he's learned after spending a great deal of uh, time with Nick in the interview process. So I'm encouraged by all of that, but I don't think it's unusual for people to hear somebody make opening statements and meet the media for the first time. It's, it's just part of the world in which we live. 
and uh, Nick has not been in this position before, and it's not something where he's had a great deal of experience. So you you can't expect him to come in with like a like a coach who has been uh, in this league for 20 years or has been around for a long time or has previous head coaching experience and to act like one. But I can tell you that there have been coaches who have wowed us immediately and have crashed and burned in a relatively short amount of time and other coaches where you have to take a wait-and-see approach and they've turned out to be very, very good. I mean, the the wait-and-see approach is obviously the direction we're going here. 39-year-old head coach, Merrill, and reportedly has added very young coaching staff around him. To me, this indicates a a real, fresh, new uh, direction that the Eagles are taking. Uh, I find that interesting that really very few um, holdover coaches appear to be coming back with the Eagles. I I think that's a a new day here. It reminds me of Andy Reid and just a, a whole bunch of coaches that we don't know a ton about. Well, I I don't mean this to sound negative, but it's not like Andy Reid in the sense that when Andy Reid came here, he had two veteran coaches and coordinators' jobs. He had Rod Dalhauer, a former head coach who was well into his 50s at the time as his offensive coordinator, and the gnarled defensive coach who had really been around the block a few dozen times by the name of Jim Johnson to add guidance. Uh, In the case of Nick Sirianni, these are young coaches in key roles, guys who are in their 30s. So it's, it's a much different feel. Now, that doesn't mean that it won't work, and it doesn't mean that they won't bring some fresh new ideas. But as you said, it is a different approach. So, Merrill, uh, what, what are your early impressions of Nick, and what are some of the things that you've heard that you think will translate to the Philadelphia Eagles in 2021? Well, I've I've heard that he's extremely bright, that he's an an incredibly hard worker, and that he is a guy who communicates very well with the players and the coaches around him. Uh, Again, he's done it as a coordinator before. And another thing that encourages me is that he has gotten an endorsement of somebody of whom I have the highest respect, and that's Frank Reich. So if Frank Reich says this is a guy who will fit into the head coaching mold, who he sees succeeding, that is more than enough for me at this point. Uh, he's a guy who has been in a position to evaluate Nick Sirianni. To be honest with you, Dave, until three weeks ago, I hadn't even been aware of his name. Yeah, and Jonathan Gannon, the defensive coordinator who the Eagles have talked about, but certainly nothing's been announced yet with the coaching staff. Um Again, has a lot of here's great- a guy. Here's a guy in Jonathan Gannon whose name had come up in more than a few other uh, landing potential landing spots as a guy who could go on and be a successful defensive coordinator. And the other name, the other guy, I'm anxious to see. And of course, it's his first soiree into the NFL. That is Brian Johnson, the quarterback coach, who had been at uh, at Utah had come to the University of Florida where he worked with Kyle Trask this past year as offensive coordinator. And now he comes in and he has a a very good knowledge of Jalen Hurts, having known him since he was four years old. So, Merrill, what what happens here? We've got a month of, you know, we're all sitting here wondering and going to be a lot of tough roster decisions. We all know about the quarterback position. What What other questions do you have about the roster 
between now and when March 17th arrives, the, the free agency period begins, and we get a real sense of the direction the Eagles are taking. Well, obviously, the the most talked about issue, as you said, is the quarterback issue. So I won't belabor that point. I don't think there's anything more to be said about it until something happens one way or the other. But uh, there are question marks. I mean, we saw Zach Ertz get very emotional right after the season and almost uh, got the feeling that he may have played his last game as an Eagle. There are other guys who are going to be in that position. I can't imagine that somebody like Jason Peters is going to be back, even though he says he would like to be back. Uh, it, it appears that, that his time has finally, finally come. Same with the Sean Jackson, who we love. He's exciting. He's exhilarating. He's also absent most of the time because he is not durable at this stage of his career. So I, it wouldn't surprise me to see a roster this year with uh, at least at least 20 new players. 20 new players. Uh, let's see, 50. That's, Merrill, that's a, that's, a, that's a high percentage of – I mean, and I, and I guess I agree, certainly, because the salary cap is going to be difficult to navigate and Deshaun and Alshon Jeffrey and, I mean, the safety position, Jalen Mills is I a mean, free that, agent. That Roger McLeod is injured. doesn't it? That, that yeah. you're talking about that many players on a 53-man roster. But the, the fact yeah. of the matter is, I, I will bet you when all is said and done and September whatever comes along and the Eagles line up for the opening game, there are somewhere between 17 and 22 new players on this roster. You're going to have a lot of new names to know if that's the case, Merrill. <laughs> would you Would you doubt it? Would that surprise you? No. I mean, especially when you – you know, it's interesting. When you come back after a tough year and – I just think so much of this reminds me of 1999 and Andy Reid. I, I I just feel like this young coach, we don't really know much about him. He's the first that we don't know a whole lot about in the Jeffrey Lurie tenure since Andy. We knew a lot about Chip. We obviously knew a lot about Doug. This is a young coach here in, in Nick Sirianni who has a, a bunch of work for a roster that is, as Jeffrey Lurie has said, a roster that's in transition. Well, just remember that the single biggest thing that set the whole tone for Andy Reid's tenure, successful tenure as the Eagles head coach, was the very first player he picked in the draft, and that was Donovan McNabb. And that offense was built around Donovan McNabb, and Donovan led this team to five NFC championships and to a Super Bowl, where they ended up coming up short. But look at that record. Look at that record in those years under Donovan McNabb. It was great. Um, I don't know that Mike Sirianni will have the uh, personnel influence that Andy Reid had, but uh, it is important that they come up with key players in this draft to get the Mike, the uh, did I say Mike, to get the Nick Sirianni era off on, a, on the right foot. Merle, is there any other way the Eagles are going to go here? They have to nail the draft, right? Like, Free agency, I just don't think that – I just. I guess I go in with a, a lot of expectations. I feel the only way this team is uh, going to be rebuilt here is through the draft. Do you agree with that? I agree. I agree. Uh, first of all, they're not in a real good spot in terms of the salary cap to spend a lot of money on expensive free agents, and it's going to be It's going to be through the draft. And they have, they've got the sixth pick in this draft, and they've got to make that pick – 
of somebody who will bring an immediate positive impact to this organization. Well, Merrill, I guess until then, we'll, it's going to be kind of radio silence here for the next couple of weeks, several weeks until March 17th. That's usually the way it works. It's always the most frustrating time of the year for me because we just don't hear from the Eagles as they plan their offseason strategy. And I want to know what this team's going to do. And I just, I guess I just sense what you sense, uh, a roster. David, a, it's, a roster it's, so hard to figure, it's, it's so hard to figure out. I mean, we just, we just saw something happen that is unthinkable. We saw the Rams trade Jared Goff. And to get rid of Jared Goff, they had to give up two first-round picks and a third-round pick. That Jared Goff, to go to Detroit, he seemed like the throw-in in that deal. It's like you want two first and a third. If you do, you're going to have to take Jared Goff and give us Matthew Stafford. I mean, that's, that's the way it is. I mean, it's, it's crazy, but that set the tone for this whole offseason. So the question is, because I know Eagles fans are out there wondering about Carson Wentz, and is, is Carson Wentz seen around the league as Jared Goff, or is he seen as Matthew Stafford? It, um, there's the old saying, in the eyes of the beholder, maybe, maybe Frank Reich sees him as the next Matthew Stafford. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Merrill Reese, thank you so much once again, and um, enjoy the offseason. I hope the snow melts in time for you to Get your golf game going again. Well, as I look out the front door, Dave, it's not going to be anytime soon. Merrill, thanks so much. Thank you, Dave. As always, great stuff there from one of my idols, the great Merrill Reese. All right, Don Smolensky, team president. When the Eagles opened the Novacare Complex 20 years ago, he wasn't the team president. Jeffrey Lurie had purchased the team in 1994-95, Joe Banner was the team president, and the Eagles were looking to move into the 21st century as a football organization. Veteran Stadium just wasn't cutting it as both a training facility, the locker rooms were horrible, the playing surface atrocious. Hey, the people in the stands, all of you who are out there, I know you had a great time. But the Eagles wanted to become a top-of-the-line NFL franchise. And to do so, they believed, getting a great training facility was one of the crown jewels. As I discussed last week with team president Don Smolensky, the Novacare Complex, happy birthday, you're 20 years old. Don, the Novacare Complex, and this is going to make certainly me feel old, is 20 years old. Um, it's really, it's been an amazing journey and I guess what I'd like to say is back, back then, 20 years ago, what was your role? Peter Graves was the architect. We were coming out of Veterans Stadium. You were not the president of the team. What was your role in the Novacare Complex, in the building of the Novacare Complex? Yes, yeah, 20 years ago, I was the, uh, I was the chief financial officer. Um, I think, you know, I had joined the organization in December of 1998, I believe we signed John Runyon early in 1999, or was he was he in 2000? Um, yeah, he was. He, he was when we it, broke we broke ground with John Runyon as the kind of the guy. That's the, right. The, yeah, that's right. So right, so I came in, and then uh, Dan McGregor was our director of facilities at the time, and he was working on that project, and 
Uh, I started working with him as we were, you know, running financial projections uh, for both Novacare and at the time in anticipation of a new stadium. So, um, you know, it was we, like everything at the Eagles, you know, you jump in with two feet and you just start running. I remember, the, you know, it, it's changed so much through the years. And the the one area that is now where all the content people sit, where my office is, it used to be mm-hmm. a mock suite where, if you kind of explain, we would bring in prospective suite holders and they would walk through a a suite with Merrill and, and the voice of the Eagles, you know, the, the game sound yeah. and kind of like give them the game experience of a suite. That That's the original design, right? Yeah, the uh, the front area was like a uh, was the we we turned that into a preview area. Uh, once we moved into the Novacare complex, we, that was a preview area with, as you described, a mock suite, and um, you know it was uh, set up to to bring people through, show them a, a, the model of the stadium design and and what it would envision, and then they stepped into that mock suite and could get their uh, view of the field from different levels. And um, yeah, that was that was definitely an integral uh, component uh, for those first. Uh, several years. Don, what has the challenge been keeping it modernized, a cutting edge with all the football technology? At the same time, I, I mean, you have the actual numbers. How much larger has the organization gotten in the last 20 years to, to house that many people and to create space and at the same time to keep it really cutting edge with all of the draft room that we've done and, and all the football operations areas that have been upgraded. The cafeteria has been remodeled many times. I mean, it's really, I would yeah. imagine that's been a, a great challenge for you. Yeah. Well, right. As you, as, uh, as you alluded to it, right, well, Novacare complex is our home, right? And that's how we feel when we walk in there, right? It's, it's a special place. We feel it for those of us uh, who were at the vet where we had no windows and to come in to have all the natural light, you know, it, it really is uh, a home and, and has a very homey feel to it. And much like any home, we've remodeled it over the years. We've renovated it, renovated it. We've been creative. Uh, we've converted closets into offices and uh, other offices space into studios. And, um, you know, uh, we've, we've tried to use every nook and cranny to um to uh, you know, uh, absorb the increase in, in our staffing, and and I had these numbers, uh, Dave, of how we've grown uh, in 20 years, but I don't have them off the top of my head. But um, I know I think we've grown by more than 100 employees uh, over time, uh, and it's just been uh, really incredible. I think we've 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 kept it looking good, and and I think it we write it use it to impress free agents. Uh, I know the coaching staff, as I gave that Nick and and some of the guys a tour around the facility. They uh, they were very impressed, and it was you know it was very very gratifying. And I guess Don, people have to understand that in the in the world of the NFL, there aren't a lot of teams that are actually housed in a city, so the footprint is I guess maybe. And I don't know what a, this is not a knocker. It's modest by NFL terms. So, I mean, is that is that when you remember back to the first time you walked onto the onto the grounds? What it used to be the old naval base. Um, it, the the ability to to maximize space, pretty remarkable, right? Yeah, we've yeah we've we've existed in that same footprint. Uh, we have obviously we're surrounded by uh, incredible neighbors who've been. 
uh, we have a tremendous relationship with. And, you know, right, we started out without having training camp. Now we have training camp. Um, you know, uh, we've, we've, um, you know, we've, we've been able to uh, keep our facility uh, state of the art and, you know, and, and comfortable for our players um, so that, you know, they get the best treatment, the best access that, uh, so that they have the best working environment so they can go out and uh, perform on the field. And, you know, the NovaCare complex, the training facility was, you know, it was one of the pillars of our foundations for success, right? Franchise quarterback and uh, uh, state-of-the-art training facility, state-of-the-art stadium, you know, head coach and player personnel department. And those are those were that Jeffy had cited back then 20 years ago, which were uh, the pillars for success. And, you know, 20 years later, NovaCare Complex stands as one is still standing strong and, and providing that foundation for us uh, to do what we need to do on the field. Don, last one. What 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 did it look like when the first time you walked on? I I don't remember. It was just a, was it was it a, just the barracks there to the uh, Patterson Avenue side, and then was it was there actually yeah. an existing building? Yeah, the the officers' quarters were still there. Um, and actually, I was just looking at some pictures. You know, the Naval Hospital was still standing because that didn't get torn down uh, till till uh, a later date. We didn't have the indoor facility right away. That got built. A year or so later, we started construction on that, um, and uh, you know. But otherwise, it looks much the same. Other than we did renovate those officers' quarters to bring those into modern times from uh, from the early years of the naval base. But for the the, the structure itself, uh, we've we've uh, maintained the design and we've just renovated the the, the bones inside and. Um, you know, it's still it's still it's still a great atmosphere and a, a great place to go every day to, to to work for the Eagles. And we hope that we get to go back to work soon. Any yeah. anything you'd like to say on that? Yeah. Do, we, do we even know what the future holds yet? <laughs> uh, we 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 the future is filled with hope, and there's a, hopefully we'll get everybody will get vaccine, vaccinated, and we can get be back together again, uh, bring the family back together again, and. Uh, you know, and 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 also bring our fans back together. So um, that that's that, that's what uh, keeps me motivated, and inspired every day. All right, everyone, want to thank you again for joining us here on the Eagles Insider Podcast, presented by Lincoln Financial Group. If you have a moment to drop us a rating, we would appreciate it very much. They go a long way to get guests like Jeffrey Laurie and Don Smolenski and our quarterbacks and our great players and all of the cooperation from the top of the Philadelphia Eagles organization. So if you have a moment, click on the link in the details section of your podcast library and pass the word. The Eagles Insider Podcast presented by Lincoln Financial Group coming your way throughout this 2021 offseason. I'm Eagles Insider Dave Spadaro. Thanks to Peter Kelly, Trevor Hayes, and Ray Doyle for their help. Thanks to all of you for joining us once again here. I'll be back next week with a whole lot more on the Eagles Insider Podcast. Everyone, have yourselves a great Eagles day and fly, Eagles, fly. E-A-T-L-E-S, Eagles! 
In just over three years, Eagles Autism Foundation has raised millions of dollars for autism research and care. But this is about so much more than just fundraising. This is about making a transformational difference in the lives of those affected by autism. This is about bringing our community together. With inclusive, sensory-friendly events and accessible resources, we meet families where they need us most and where we can serve them best. Together, we're united in our mission to improve the lives of the autism community and to turn awareness into action. It's what we focus on every day in every way.